I'm going to be, we got a few visitors here tonight. I just want to welcome the visitors, those of you that are here. We're just some home folk. We're just, uh, we're on the process of transformation. We're on the journey, amen? We're on the journey of being transformed into God's image and into God's likeness. One of the things that we've, uh, we've thought about and, and really, can I be real? It's something that I have probably been very disappointed in myself. I've been disappointed. I've, I can't say come to the point where it's been agonizing, but I've probably been disappointed in our process of being able to make disciples. And I want to talk with you about making disciples tonight. I know we can do a better job here. I know that there's more here for us to be able to do it. And I think when we begin to step into this, you guys are going to catch a vision tonight. You ready to catch something tonight? Let's put your glove up like this. Okay, everybody? Let's see them gloves. We got gloves all over the place. You're going to catch something? You got to be ready to catch it, okay? That's it. We got to be ready to catch it. Okay, you can put your glove down. See, a, a pitcher will not pitch until the catcher brings the glove up. The catcher will, will, will hold it down. He'll give the signals. You know what I mean? Inside, outside of the plate, he'll give those signals. But until he positions to the plate and brings the glove up, the pitcher's not going to come to his, his, his set stance. He's waiting on that to take place. So I believe there's some certain things that God is waiting to position us, and I believe we're in position. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's a good thing. As we look at the Word of God tonight, let's, uh, let's just read Matthew 28. I want to read verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In verse 19, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And as I began to meditate on this, and I began to do a word study on it, I, I began to look at that word, you know, making disciples, or make, make disciples. And, and it really means to become a pupil. It really means, if you look at it in the Greek, it means to, not only to disciple, but it means to enroll as a scholar. In other words, let's just not get surface on this thing. Let's go deeper. Let's get to the point where we can go deeper into the Word of God and, and extract some things. I remember, uh, you know, six, eight, ten years ago, we would talk about some things, and Virginia would come up, and she said, we're going to dig a nugget out of that thing, you know, and, and she'd want to get a little deeper and, and pull a nugget out of there. And, and I want us to do that, but I want us to get to the point where we hit a vein. Are you with me? I want to get us to the point where revelation is being released, wisdom is being released, and you can apply it in your life tomorrow. You don't have to wait three or four days or three or four months or three or four years. You can apply it tomorrow. God wants you to get something from His Word and be able to apply it right away. There are some things that may be like a crock pot where you put all the stuff together in a stew and, and you let it cook and you let it simmer over time and then it's ready. But I know that if we're going to make disciples, we're going to become pupils. If we're going to enroll as a scholar, if we're going to be instructed, if we're going to be taught, that's what a disciple is about. That we can begin to now utilize some of the things that we learn. Amen? 
See, we are, Jesus said in Matthew 28, we are to go and make disciples of all nations. Say all nations. I bet you there's all nations in here. Every tribe, every tongue. We got all sorts of different people from different backgrounds, different ethnicity. We've got people from different countries. You know, we've got a lot of different things. We've got a variety of different nations all either gathered here today. And he tells us to go and make disciples. I believe we can do a better job than we are right now at making disciples. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. It's not just about us making, dis- making you into disciples. It's about you also discipling. Hello? It's about us getting to the point where we can begin to do some things. And I want to kind of cast a vision tonight as we've been saying, how can we begin to get into this process? How can we do a little better job of, of, of making disciples? One of the things that we need to do in order to be able to make disciples is connect. Say connect. Let me, let me pull this word up for you. That word connect, and I looked at it in the Webster's 1828 dictionary, and the word connect literally means this. It means to knit or to link together. To knit or to link together. It means to tie or fasten together as by something intervening or weaving, winding or twining, intertwining You know, we need to be able to connect with each other and connect with God and connect with others in a way that we are intertwined. Are you with me? Our goal is, and we're going to begin to continue to bring forth this vision, is for you to connect with God. You to connect with God in a way that you are knit or linked together so that when anything comes against you, God's got our back. Amen? I mean, that's, that's scriptural. I think it's in Psalms, he says he's your rear guard. He's given us all the, the, the defensive weapons in Ephesians chapter 6, I think it is. And then, and then he gives us the, the offensive weapon, which is the word of God. Say the word. I mean, that's, that's our sword. That, that can slice and dice. That can change things. That can correct things. That can bring revelation. That can bring wisdom. So connect literally means to knit or link together. Webster's also said it, it, connect means to join or unite. We, we want to conjoin in almost any matter, either by junction or intervening means, listen, or by order or relationship. We have relationship with each other. We begin to connect with each other. We build relationships. That's one of the things that God had given us, the vision for the life groups. If you're not involved in a life group, get involved in a life group because we want to be able to help you build relationships. We connect letters and words in a sentence, don't we? We're able to put those things together and we can speak and we can talk. We can connect ideas in our mind and wisdom and revelation can begin to come. So let's look at some things I want to just get in the scriptures tonight. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. When I look at the scripture, what highlighted was built up. Say built up. He says, having been firmly rooted and now being built up. That word built up is a present participle. And it literally means 
um, continuous action. It literally means that it indicates continuous action. See, when I come to Christ, my spirit is renewed. Are you with me? I'm made whole in my spirit. I have the access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I have access to the Holy God and everything that he has can become mine. Are you with me? See, but, but my body didn't change. But the process that we're in, and this is what I've really been meditating on, is the process we're in is a process of transformation. I did not <laughs> become perfect. Now, you may have when you accepted Christ, but I didn't get that far. Are you with me? But I was forgiven. I was born again, filled with the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. I began to live and operate in the things of God, and I really didn't know that I was on a journey or I was in a process. But I'm in this process that's taking place. And when you see this word being built up in him and established, Shelley's been talking about, we've been learning about faith, established in your faith. So we need to be built up. It, it, it's a continuous action. It's a continuous thing. A lot of times what we do is we come to Christ and we say, I got it. That's it. Got my ticket punched. I'm going to heaven. What do I need the word for? What do I need church for? What do I need to be discipled for? What do I need to be trained or taught? What do I need to do any of those things for? Because the word of God tells us that we are to be built up. So we need to continue to do this. Do you know that we're building a house? house turn to your neighbor and say you're a builder you're a builder <laughs> if you know your neighbor's name tell them say if it's bob say bob you're the builder shelly you're a builder shelly builder builder shelly right builder terry right builder rob builder shallon builder ron Bill terry builder marty we're, we're you're a builder you're a builder let's look at first peter chapter 2 verse 5 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. There it is again. Being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood. We are living stones. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. In other words, when you go to build a house, you, put, you set that cornerstone and everything comes off that cornerstone. It's square, it's leveled, it all comes off of that cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. We are living stones. One of the things that I've, I've learned probably over the last few months is that you are a living stone and you make a difference in the church. Coming here, each and every one of you are a living stone. And together, we can do more than a part. Together, we can help each other. We can encourage one another. We can, we can, we can uh, lift each other up. We can help continue to build each other up. We can strengthen each other. So he says we're living stones that we're being built up as a spiritual house. Maybe, maybe you've not ever thought of yourself as a house. But you're a spiritual house according to 1 Peter, right? Chapter 2, verse 5. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. I want to read verses 19 through 22. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. And just listen real closely. 
So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Do you see where we're being built together? Do you see that? Do you see it's a process? Do you see it's continuous action? Don't stop. Don't stop in your learning of God. Don't stop in, in, in fellowshipping with the, with the spirit of the living God. Don't stop getting connected. Don't stop. Don't back off. Don't disconnect. But in fact, we're going to continue to connect and we're going to bring you into a process that, that is going to help us build together a dwelling of God in the spirit. We're going to build together a dwelling house of God in the spirit. The true and living God lives on the inside of you. Amen. If you're a born again believer, you're filled with the spirit of God, the, 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 the true God lives on the inside of you. And I think we've got to get to the point where we continue to speak words of faith, call those things that be not as though they were what we're learning about in our faith walk, but we've got to continue to be connected to God. We've got to continue to be connected to others. We've got to continue to connect in the ministry and connect to the lost. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But you're a builder. Tell your neighbor you're a builder. See, we're expanding the kingdom of God. We're building the house. We're, we're building, we're living stones coming together, building something that, that, that is true in the earth that'll represent God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, um, Paul talks about it. He talks about being a wise master builder. Being a wise master builder. And he says in there in chapter 3 that each man needs to be careful how he builds. In other words, as you build, be careful how you build to make sure that you're building on a solid foundation. Say solid foundation. We need to continue to make sure we're building on a solid foundation. See, so I've, I've got this, this blueprint up there. If you can see it, it's a, it's a blueprint of a house. And I think as we continue to move forward, as we come together, and some of you may, be, may not be able to see it on that far screen, but it's a blueprint of a house. It's not my house that we built, but I know that when we went to build our house, we had to have many copies of the blueprint. The blueprint had to have over six copies. We had to have a heating and air blueprint. There had to be another blueprint for the there had to be another blueprint for the plumbing. There had to be another blueprint if you had, um, you know, telephone lines being run and everything else. And every one of the contractors that came in had to have a copy of that blueprint. Now, if, the, if it wasn't clear, they wouldn't know where to put it. Are you with me? They wouldn't know where to put the electrical. The, you know, you, you may come in and, and hope that there's a switch over here and find out it's in the floor. See? But, but it's got to be clear. It, the blueprint has got to be clear. And our goal as, as a church, what kind of church do we want to be? Our goal as a church is to make disciples. I believe that should be every church's goal is to make disciples. And one of the things that we've realized is maybe our process of, of, of discipling wasn't clear. Hello? 
If I was to really ask any one of you today that somebody comes and gives their life to Christ tonight, what's the next step? Probably, there probably isn't many in here that would know what the next step is. But we need to know that, don't you think? Don't you think that if somebody comes to nine and gives their life to Christ, that there's got to be the next step? What's the next step that they do? Oh, just read the word. Come on. I don't know about you, but I mean, I was told that and I didn't pick it up. Hello? But there's got to be another step. And, and, and we don't want anybody to be by themselves as they're, as they're learning and growing in the things of God. So there's got to be a discipleship process and it's got to be clear. And it's got to be simple. Say simple. So I'm casting vision tonight. I'm going to share with you where we are. And we're going to talk a little bit about Connect Four. Say that. Connect Four. We're going to talk a little bit about Connect Four. So, I'm kind of a visual kind of guy. Anybody ever played this game? This is a Connect Four game. And, and one of the things on this game is, is you have to, you take turns and you go back and forth. But one of the things on this game is you have to connect four in a row. Okay? So I just want to share with you tonight because what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to connect four. The first thing we want to do on to connect four is this. We want to connect others to God. Say connect to God. Everybody, connect to God. We need to connect to God. How can we connect to God on Sunday mornings? We can come in and worship. We can come in and connect to God. We can work on our relationship with God. So Sunday mornings might be a little bit different than Wednesday. Might be a little different than a worship night. Are you with me? But we want to get others to connect to God. So as we move along this process, somebody comes in, you invite them. There's some visitors here tonight that were invited to come on Sunday morning to connect to God. Are you with me? Then the next step we need to do is this. Connect to others. Say that. Connect to others. We need to connect to others. You can't go it alone. When you get connected to God, you need other people there. The Bible is very clear that iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. So we encourage each other. We come together. Jesus didn't send them out one by one. He sent them out two by two. Are you with me? I mean, that was a principle back in Genesis. When he brought the animals into the ark, what did he bring them? Two by two. See, it's not good for man to be alone, so God created Eve. Are you with me? So we need to connect to God and connect to others. Say that. Connect to God and connect to others. So we connect to others. How do you connect to others? We're going to do that through life groups. Life groups will connect us to others. We can do that through small groups. Say small groups. Because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to begin to launch small groups, and we want you to connect with others. So we, we've got somebody and they have come to Christ and now they've given their heart to Christ. Their spirit is made one with him and they're like, what do I do next? The next thing is to connect with others because you need to be around others. We need to disconnect from some others and connect with others. Amen? Some of them that are on the same journey, that are on the same path, that are on the same process. Are you with me? So then after we connect to God, we connect to others, we connect to ministry. 
And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll connect to God and then we'll disconnect. Are you with me? And then what we'll do is we'll connect to God or we'll say, okay, you know, I'll get involved in a life group and if they have it when they have it and I'm not busy doing something else and, you know, I may go. And you come to church and you, you don't really meet people because you see them and they're coming and going and we really don't have a lot of time to interact with each other. Because you know why? We're really, our main focus is to connect to God. Our main focus is to come and worship and connect to God, our spirit to His spirit, to be able to, to cry out to God and let Him know how much we love Him, let Him know how much we care for Him, let Him know how thankful we are. We connect to God. And then we want you to connect to others, and then we want you to connect to ministry. Say ministry. A lot of times we stop. We connect to God and we stop. Or we connect to God and we begin to get in a small group, and well, then maybe we need to do something that will help others, and we stop right there. We stop ministering. I'm not only talking about inside the church. I'm talking about outside also. Are you with me? But we need to begin to start releasing ministry. Ministry teams that can do things. Ministry teams that go out. I know there's a team that's been put together that's going to go this Sunday to the nursing home. Some of you have been on the teams with me where we've gone to the nursing home, nursing homes on Sunday. There's teams that have gone to different places. We've, we've gone to a lot of different places as teams and we've done ministry. Even inside the church, having ministry teams up here that can come, that you can pray and that you can be in agreement with. That you, They're not counselors. But they're ministry teams to minister to you and to pray for you. So we not only connect to God, we connect to others. We connect to ministry. But the connect for would be that we connect to the lost. See, a lot of times we get hooked up as, as Christians. We get into an area where we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't go around lost people. Wrong. We need to be able to connect to the lost. Doesn't mean you go and sleep there. Doesn't mean you go and pitch a tent and camp out there. Come on, somebody. But we need to be able to connect with the lost. We connected with the lost on impact nights. When when Tim put together some impact nights and we got the things going, and Eli and, and Tim and myself, and we were able to say, how could we reach out? You guys were able to go out and connect to some lost people. Had to be able to pray for people. I know there were some people that, remember Nita talked about outside of, of, of Walmart and, and Glennis and Kelly, you know, where they were able to connect to some people. So we need to, we need to connect forward. We need to connect first to God, then to others, ministry and the lost. Let's do that together. The first one is we need to connect to what? God. What's the second thing? Connect to others. We're going to connect to others. What's the third thing? We're going to connect to ministry. What's the fourth thing? We're going to connect to the lost. So what, I want, what I'm saying is that as we begin to look at this, you're going to see different illustrations from time and time again, and you're going to see where we've got to get connected. The greatest time for you to get connected, get connected to God, is on Sunday mornings. Let's begin to invite people. Let's talk to people about it and say, look, we just want you to come and connect to God. Just come and connect to God. You get him in here, God will do it. You get them in here, the Spirit of God will begin to begin to woo them and will begin to be deal with them and they'll be able to, to meet a true and living God, a God that loves them, a God that cares for them right where they're at, a God that's going to encourage them, a God that's going to be Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. You know, a God that's going to be Jehovah Jireh to them. They're going to be able to connect to God. And then they're going to come. They're going to have a relationship with God. They're going to give their life to God. 
See, one of the examples that I, I, I read about was we can either be travel agents or tour guides. We can be a travel agent. You know what a travel agent is? A travel agent is one that just says, hey, you know what? Maui's nice this time of year. Beautiful, beautiful beaches. Wonderful palm trees. The coconut juice, I think, is really great in those things. I've heard, never experienced it, but I've heard about it. And the travel agent will give you a brochure. Hello? But a tour guide will take you there. We went whitewater rafting. And we went on a, what is it, was a five or whatever it was, four. We went on a four, it was pretty high level and, you know. But you know what they did? When we went whitewater rafting, they just didn't throw a suit on us and throw us in the, in the river. They took us, they made sure that we had the proper equipment. They took us, they were some ugly looking suits, y'all. I got some pictures. I should have got them. They were some really ugly looking suits. Some old wet suit things we got on. But they made sure that we understood how it worked. We made sure we had the helmet on. They made sure that we, when we had the raft, they give us lessons in the raft. Come on, somebody. And then when we first entered into the water, not only, we didn't do a whole lot of paddling. The tour guy did. He, would, he began to say, okay, I want you to put your paddle in the, in the water. I want the, the right side to put their paddle in the water. Three strokes on my count. One, two, three. That was it. You were done. Left side, three strokes. One, two, three. You were done. Left side, one stroke. One. Right side, one. One. Are you with me? It's bringing back memories, isn't it, Jerry? Jerry loved it. We were sitting in that thing, and we were, you know, we had a couple other guys behind us. There was six of us in that raft. I mean, the, the rapids were nice and easy to start with. See, this travel agent didn't come with us. The tour guide did. The travel agent told us where to go, but the tour guide took us there. And we people need to connect to God, and they need us to help get them there. Come on, somebody. We need to be able to, we need to be, we need to be those tour guides that'll help them navigate the difficult waters in their life. And when they're there and they're going through those difficult things, you're not going to abandon ship. You're going to continue to be in there with them. Can I get an amen? amen? So, so the tour guide gets on there and, 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 you know, uh, she was, it was just a lady, you know, she was, she was pretty awesome. She would, she'd holler it out, you know. Left one, right one, left two, right two, left back two. You know what I mean? We had to go back two because we'd have to turn that thing and navigate that thing around the rocks. So, you know, as, as, as a tour guide, they're with you. And that's what we've got to begin to do is when people connect to God, we've got to be with them. We don't just say, hey, you need to know Christ. You need to know about the kingdom of God. You, there's a higher way to live. There's a greater plane to live on. And then get them involved. Tell them about Christ. They come to know Christ and then leave them. That's a travel agent. So are you a travel agency or are we tour guides? We are tour guides, y'all. We're going to begin to start getting into this process to say, how can we begin to bring those along in this process? Our church should be filled with people who are becoming. They are becoming more like Christ. 
people that are becoming more like Christ in love, people that are becoming more loving, people that are becoming more full of joy, people that are becoming transformed into the image and into the likeness of God. We need to be full of a church that are people becoming changed in God's image. So we need to clarify the process as we go along. We need to have you guys understand the process to be able to come more like Christ. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to look at verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to look at verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. We're being transformed in His image, into His likeness, and and we're being made from glory to glory, just as the Lord, the Spirit. That is a process. It's a process. Say, it's a process. Don't quit on the process. Well, a lot of times we don't know what the process is. So we want to be able to clarify the process. See, he was referring to Moses when he went onto the mountain, Mount Sinai, and he got the Ten Commandments from God. He had spent 40 days on the mountain with God. And when he came back down, he was glowing. He was in the presence of God. We need to be able to stay in the presence of God 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So when we're at work, people begin to see us and they look at us and they go, Woo, you are glowing, brother. What is up with you? And it's because the glory of God is all over your life. Because we're becoming more like Him. So we've... I've said, God, how can we make church simpler how can we get into a process where it's simple I think it sounds pretty simple to me if we connect to God connect to others connect to ministry and connect to the lost if we look at you and say how can we move you to the next level in the process How can we get you from where you've connected to God to begin to connect with others, to begin to grow in the things of God, grow your relationships, but also grow in your relationship with God? I've seen that happen in you, brother. I've seen that happen in you. So how do we continue to move along? Just as we were just as we were riding down the rapids, we began to move along and there was a process to move us along. The rapids would pick up, they'd move along pretty fast and all of a sudden we'd get in it. I mean, and it was it was two right and two left, two right, back one left and back another one left, back another one left. There's a rock coming, back left three, hard, one, two, three. And we'd have to turn around the rock, right, one, two, three, four, three more, one, two, three. And that thing would come back around and it would head back down and left. And then right, and then left, and then right, and then left. And then we'd be back in, and all of a sudden we'd hit that rapid, and we would take off. It was awesome, Byron. It was, it was exhilarating. But everybody had to work together. Jerry was on the other side. He was on the right side of me. I was on the left of him. And if that left side didn't pull their weight, if the right side didn't pull their weight, we were going to crash. 
In fact, we hit some rocky areas. We went to a place and he says, I want us to stay hard left. Stay away from the right. He said, there's a hole over there. Seven people have died or something like that. Maybe it was three people, but there were people that died right there in that hole. He said, we will stay away from that. We were paying attention. So let's take this thing. Let's take and begin to put us in a process and let's make the process simple. Let's make disciples. Jesus commanded us in Matthew 28 to make disciples. That's what we're supposed to do, to begin to start making disciples. So we've said, okay, God, give us, give us what we need to do. Give us, give us a plan. Give us a purpose. How many of you know there were plans and purposes in the word of God? Come on. Egypt didn't fly by the seat of their pants. There was plans and there was purposes. There was dreams that Pharaoh had that Joseph interpreted those dreams and he planned and purposed to be able to have seven years of of fat stuff in the land and he took it and he stored it and he got it ready for seven years of lean. He didn't just say, que Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. There was a plan and there was a purpose. We need to make disciples, listen to me, on purpose. You guys are being discipled on purpose. There's got to be a reason for everything that we do and why are we doing what we're doing and it needs to fit into the process. So we're going to connect to God. We're going to connect to others. We're going to connect to ministry. We're going to connect to the lost. Or another way you could say it, I'm going to love God, love others, love ministry and love the lost. That's connect four. Say connect four. four. Again, what does it look like? It looks like when we begin to connect to God. Then we connect to others. Then we connect to ministry. Then we connect to the lost. Look at that. I win. It's a process that we continually go in. And then we, we, we connect by getting life groups together. We connect by putting small groups together. So this is what we're, what we're stepping out. I think I might have a slide for you. We're going to start in, in um, we want you to sign up tonight. We're going to start signing up tonight. We've got the next couple of weeks to begin to sign up. On Wednesday nights, we're going to go ahead and put together small groups. And these small groups are going to start April 1st. We're going to come in. We're going to have a couple of praise and worship songs. We're going to give offerings. We're going to break down into small groups. We, we have asked you guys what it is that you need. We're going to move you into this process. Some of you have said, you know what? We need issues with our marriage. Your marriage can be good and you still need help. Come on, somebody. My finances are good, but I still need help. I just don't quit on them. Are you with me? My health is good, but I still need help. Come on, somebody. So we ask you guys, and what do you need? And what you're getting is what you surveyed the most. And that was marriage. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to have a small group on marriage. Jerry and Virginia are going to begin to teach that. It's called, it's called uh, Love and Respect. And, and it's going to be a deal where we're going to go like six weeks. We're going to have a time of worship and celebration of the Lord. And we're going to go six more weeks. So we're asking you to make a commitment. We're asking you to commit to the process of growing spiritually and being transformed into God's image and into His likeness. Another one of the small groups that we're going to have is spiritual gifts. Many of you were like, you know, what is my spiritual gifts? What are the gifts that it talks about? Spiritual gifts that I have. How can we identify those? 
Pastor Shelley's going to take that small group and she's going to begin to work with that. It is going to be a very informal kind of small group. You're going to be able to relax. You can have refreshments. You, you know what I mean? You, you can just kind of be casual and you can be able to have interaction and you can talk. I don't, I don't want to get into a process where we're trying to take 12 weeks and jam it into six weeks. I don't want you to rush my crock pot cooking because I don't want to get a potato that's hard. Are you with me? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just send that potato back. That thing is crunchy. I want my potatoes to be soft that went in hot and I put butter on it. They melt. Mm, Lord have mercy. So we're going to not only do marriage, but we're going to do spiritual gifts. The next one, those of you have not ever been through foundations, we, are, we have developed the foundations for ambassadors in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We want you to go through that foundation class. You need to get up for that foundation class. If you guys have not been through the foundations class, please go through it. That is where we're going to build that foundation. You're going to understand some things. You're going to have something that you can begin to build on. We're going to talk about the authority in the word. We're going to talk about the authority of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about a lot of different things in that foundation class. You're going to be able to learn about water baptism. You're going to learn about tithes and offerings. Some of you got questions on that. You need to go through that foundational teaching. And then we're going to have a, a Bible study that I'm going to, the teacher, Winona is going to teach the foundations class. Winona, She's going to teach the foundations class. She is excited about being able to do it. We got her pumped. She's ready to go. And and we're going to have a wonderful time being able to do that. Then I'm going to teach a class of going deep. In other words, we're going to teach some principles in the Word of God to get you deeper in the Word of God, to get your study time where it needs to be, where you feel like you can get an understanding. We might study, we're going to study a little bit about hermeneutics and the rule of first usage. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, historical things in the scriptures and how to understand it and interpret the things that are in the, in the Bible. We're going to begin to learn a lot about certain books. We may take a book and begin to go through it. We may take, I, I believe I'm going to try to get my, Eli will help me, we'll get my computer to where I can, I can pull up my PC Bible study and we'll look at some Greek and we'll look at Hebrew and we'll look at some of these words and get a real gleaning. We're going to hit some veins and that's going to be going deep. I, I, the, the request that I have is if you haven't been through the foundations class, don't sign up for the going deep class, all right, because I'm going to lose you. Right? You gotta have some foundation before we can do it, alright? Because it's not gonna be milk of the word, it's gonna be meat. There's gonna be some meat stuff, alright? It's gonna be some really good stuff. So we're gonna begin to break down in small groups. So I'm excited about what God's doing. Because what we wanna do is we want to put you into that process and move you along that process. And what is the process? We're gonna connect to connect to Connect to, and connect to, okay? I think you, I think we've got this right here. Check this out. You're going to begin to start seeing this more and more. Connect to God. On weekend worship gatherings designed to connect you to God on an intimate level. We place a high priority on biblical teaching, engaging in worship, and a friendly and welcoming atmosphere. When we connect to others through small groups, We also believe that people need to be connected with others. We don't want you to be alone. Don't want you to be out there by yourself. No one should stand alone. We offer small groups. Small groups 
are, are, are a little bit different than the life groups. Are you with me? The life groups are to help pastor. The small groups are to help build relationship. The small groups are to help build relationship between some of you that are dealing with the same children issues. <laughs> He's being potty trained. How do I do that? Well, I just went through that. I can help you. Are you with me? So it says, no one should stand alone. We offer the small groups designed to teach the word and foster friendships with other people in a safe, caring, and loving environment. And then we want to connect to ministry. That's putting together ministry teams. I have a strong conviction that every follower of Christ should enjoy doing ministry. Connecting to ministry is vital to your spiritual growth. Let me say that again. Connecting to ministry is vital for your spiritual growth. And you have the honor to be able to impact others. We're going to offer a variety of volunteer ministry teams so you can serve alongside each other. Connect to the lost. There's going to be outreach. There's going to be times where we're going to design outreaches. I know the life groups have, have looked at some of them, have said, I want to do some outreach through that life group. We say go. Go and do those outreach. Get your life group together. Come up with what you want to do and begin to start connecting to the lost. We believe that God commands believers to connect to the lost. We encourage people to reach out to others in their lives and inviting them to Christ and the church. That's developing relationships. Amen? So we're going to have small groups. Say small groups. When are we going to start them? We're going to, we're going to start them April 1st. It's going to be Wednesday, April 1st. Everybody? Wednesday, April 1st. So we're looking at those small groups. We're going to run those, and then we're going to come up with some more. There's going to be financial small groups. We've got a whole list that we're looking at being able to do, and then we're going to continue to do that. So I want to take just a minute. I just want to take just a minute as we cast this vision and understand the process. When somebody comes to Christ, we can begin to now put them into a, into a small group, and that small group is going to be building foundations. We're going to be building that foundation. So if you lead somebody to Christ on Monday, then on Wednesday they'll be able to come, and they'll be able to be assimilated right into that small group. No matter where you are on that small group, she might be five weeks into it, but we can begin to put them right into that small group and begin to disciple them to begin to get them in a process so our goal is to move along the process when we look at our lives I want to see spiritual growth in our lives and we're going to look at it how we move along the process I'm excited about this because it's simple it's very easy for me to understand I can know that I'm going to connect to God others ministry and the lost God, others, ministry, and the lost. Somebody's going to come up and go, what do you guys do? We say, we connect to God, others, ministry, and the lost. We get connected in those things. What's your discipleship program? I can tell you exactly. We connect to God, others, ministry, and the lost. We love God, love others, love ministry, and we love the lost. How many of you know that God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life? He reconciled us to God. God loves the world so much that he said, I'm going to make a way for the world. I'm going to make a way in the, in, in, as my son Jesus Christ and reconcile some things within the world and bring us back to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Amen? I'm not listening to this doom and gloom stuff. I'm telling you, I am not listening to it. We are moving forward and advancing the kingdom of God and the earth. We're going to connect to God, others, ministry, and the lost. I said we're going to connect to God, others, ministry, and the lost. Everybody. God, others, ministry, and the lost. So the next step that we're going to take is we're going to connect people to God through Sunday morning. 
worship. Invite somebody Sunday. And then they're, they're going to get into that and they're going to say, what's next? Because is it just, is this it? Is this it? Is this, I just come on Sundays, I raise my hands and worship God, is that it? Is that all there is? No, it's not. We, got, we can connect you to others. We're going to build relationships, move you along on your transformation process because we're all in the middle of a process. Amen. We're all somewhere on that process, aren't we? We're all somewhere on that journey. So I'm going to pray and I want you guys to go back and sign up. I, you might not even have to pray about what you need to do. You might already know, hey, I'm getting in that marriage class. I'm going to get in that spiritual gifts. I'm going to get in that going deeper. Look, I've not been through the foundations. I want to go through that foundations because there's a lot of other classes or small groups that we're going to put together for us to be able to build relationships. Amen? I'm excited. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I was working on the going deep thing, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go deep, baby. We're going to go some deep, baby. I was trying to get me a drilling rig thing, you know. I gave me a picture of a drilling rig that's going deep, you know, going down in there. We're going to go down in there and hit some veins. We're going we're gonna to pull some things and extract some things out of the Word of God, and you'll have, you'll be solid. You'll be solid. You'll be solid on those things, and then we're going to bring others along on that process. If we go on the process by ourselves, what good is it? There's others that are going to be a 